Welcome to Here's Teresa on TalkZone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning to all of my listeners out there. How are you all doing on this beautiful, beautiful day that God has given us? I know that you all are doing just great. I'm so happy to hear it. And you're saying it loud and clear, as Tony the Tiger would have said. Well, 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 here we are, almost in the middle of August 2017. Already, can you believe it? Most of the kids are back in school, I would think, and I'm guessing that there are perhaps some kids that have not started yet. Um, look, look, listeners, remember when a lot of us, you know, when we were in grammar school and we did not start back to school until, you know, after Labor Day, we all we all knew that we had one more holiday to uh, celebrate before we got back in school. Now schools are getting out for the summer break. And starting, you know, for the fall, you know, then in varying, varying ways, we don't know, depending on what district, you know, your child uh, live in, you know, and if you're still in school, what district you're still living in, you know, okay. Now, how are you out there? How are you, Teresa? How are you doing? Well, thanks for asking. I am blessed and highly favored and, um, you know, I'm moving and grooving. All right. The topic of discussion for today's show is commitment. Is it really important as its meaning you know listeners from a spiritual and common sense point of view being committed or not committed uh, to something shows the type of character that resides in us unfinished business to me shows a lack of commitment as well as a stoppage from going on to another wanted dream or goal when you have dreams and goals that one started and didn't commit you know didn't complete no, that's because you, you're not committed. So we are going to discuss this with the world's best uh, mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. Um, helpful, informative, educational, and common sense discussions, listeners, are what you will always hear on my show. And I will be bringing my guest out shortly after I talk with you about a few things, as this discussion will be phenomenal. So please stay tuned. All right. I have a couple of shout outs for a happy birthday and lots of love to my cousin Joel who resides here in Phoenix and to my aunt Margaret who lives in Illinois. And remember I, I told you guys that she is the remaining of the 20 children that were born to my grandmother on my mother's side of the family. So mucho, mucho love and, and uh, respect to my cousin Joel and my aunt Margaret and hope that your birthday celebrations is fine. Fine. Now the temperature here in Arizona is still hot. Wow, is all I have to say, and varying hot temperatures depending on where you live. Like today is still over 100 degrees, the high is 107, with a low of 87. Now, the balance of the week is still triple digits with rain on Sunday, guys. Probably a thunderstorm is going to be mixed in there, you know, Um, but that's global warming. What can you say? Now, Listen, guys, isn't it something that tornadoes, you know, that are happening in the country alone, you know, no warning, you know, just here I am. 
you know, I want to say God bless you in Texas and Louisiana. You are dealing with those floods and it's kind of scary, don't you all think? And what about the continuum of the sinkholes in Florida? Wow. Florida is like, you know, marshland surrounded by huge bodies of water like the Atlantic and the Gulf, you know, for example. And the New York Times reported you all on August 7th. It was an article written by Maggie Astor, which stated in part the following that sinkholes are the culmination of a process that can occur over centuries or even millenniums. When rainwater seeps into the ground, the assets in it gradually erode, particularly, you know, types of bedrock, limestone or sandstone, for example, and natural cracks and cavities in the bedrock slowly expand and the soil above it begins to fall through. Now, Florida, they're saying is especially prone to sinkholes more than any other state because it is built on limestone. Now, the composition of the sediment above the bedrock is also a factor, making some parts of the state more unstable than others. But facilities um, from sinkholes are very rare. But in 2013, one swallowed up a man. Okay, his name was Jeffrey Bush as he laid in his bed in Sefner, Florida, which is east of Tampa. It's so sad his body was never recovered. That's some scary stuff, you guys. And if you notice, the homes that are now being involved in the sinkhole is surrounded by water. You know, there's a body of water in close proximity to the houses, and now a total of five houses, I believe, that are now being affected by the sinkhole. Look, listeners, I know that people work hard to acquire. You know, this is a large investment, you know, buying a home. And... um you know, and some of them, this is all that the largest investment of their lifetime. And I feel sympathetic that this is happening to the homeowners in this region of Florida. But shouldn't one be more conscious of living so close to the water? You know, I get it that these homeowners are, you know, they're probably getting a beautiful view. They can probably go swimming and fishing on the lake and other nearby waters, you know. But don't you think attention also needs to be paid, you know, to this country and the world regarding global warming, especially now with the rise of water due to the gigantic melting ice caps, you know, and yet this country continues to produce, you know, cars that are environment that are not, let me get that straight, that are not environmentally friendly. And this administration is talking about digging for coal again and reopening, uh, you know, closed coal facilities, you know, as, um, you know, Trump is is continuing to try and maintain his upping the game of coal production promise to his base. My question is this. Who is going to be buying, um, you know, harvested coal in this country? Now, I know that we still burn use, you know, coal, you know, burn it in in this country, but it's not like it used to be. And perhaps uh, his base is going to convert their homes and, you know, their heating and cooling systems, you know, for example, for the use of coal or maybe even the corporations who support Trump are going to convert to coal as well. I have no idea, you know, what the cost would be for this aforementioned, you know, but, you know, I'm just saying, you know, and here's something else interesting too, um, my listeners. The Daily Call, Car, Caller reported on June 11, 2017. This was written by Jake Renine. He's a contributor. And um, he said uh, in part that President Trump during his campaign promised to put um, 
our coal miners, you know, the coal miners back to work. And that promise was at least partially fulfilled since the Corsa Coal Company opened, making its first American corporation to open a new coal mine in six years. Now, the mine is expected to operate in a coal producing facility for a minimum of 15 years. Now, the Corsa executives forecast the creation of 70 to 100 jobs in the you know in this new in this new mining that they opened up now listener this is maybe a short time span to be employed in this ugly industry 15 years but it is a long time to continue to spew toxicities daily from the production and use of coal into the air we are breathing every day the article uh goes on to say you guys that the mining industry has been experiencing significant headwinds having lost over 191,000 jobs since 2014. Now, coal miners in Pennsylvania clapped and cheered as Trump made his announcement. I'm absolutely thrilled to be speaking with you on this great, great day. The miners of Pennsylvania, we're digging coal again. Yeah, right. My question is, is anyone paying attention? You know, paying attention to, let's say, China and the terrible, nasty effects a burning coal um, in this world. Now, I pulled up a report. I wanted to see who are, you know, who's actually using coal and who's the number one and two and so forth users of coal. Okay. Now, after viewing some of the film footage about China, all right, and I'm sure a lot of you guys seen this, you can hardly see in front of you. And the seemingly new fashion attire in China seems to be, you know, you need to wear a mask over your nose and mouth. So I decided, listeners, to research the countries that are still using large amounts of coal. And according to treehugger.com slash clean dash technology, the top 10 countries are China, which uses 2,828,515 short tons. Now, short ton you know, in the United States, it's 2,000 pounds, okay? The good old USA, we're number two. Then comes India, Germany, Russia, Japan, South Africa, Australia, Poland, and South Korea. No wonder the ecosystem is totally out of balance. The article states that, you know, danger, world coal consumption is going up, you know, rapidly, you know, according to the U.S. Department of Energy. You know, and according to the EIA, which is the Environmental Impact Assessment, uh, the numbers between years 2004 and 2008, for example, total world consumption of coal went from 6,259,645,000 to 7,238,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,208,
to Here's Teresa on TalkZone.com with Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for returning with me. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa. And uh, the topic that we're going to be discussing is commitment. Is it really important as it's meaning? I'm going to bring on my guest right now. He is the world's best mental health therapist. He is a friend to the show and a frequent guest and commentator as well. And we enjoy him being here always. Welcome, Reginald, to my show. Hi, good morning. How's everyone doing? Hey, um, have a have a question for you. You were speaking of of bedrock, um, and and in Florida, um, uh-huh. a question: What does yeah. Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble have in common with bedrock? You're so crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they were they were in bedrock, right? <laughs> they lived in the town of bedrock. They sure did. Bedrock. Bedrock, okay. Hey, all you baby boomers out there, you know. I know you were listening. You were thinking, we know that. We know that answer, Reg. We know. Yeah. <laughs> and and he and Barney, his friend Barney, uh, they used to work at uh, at a mining company. And and all I ever saw them do on top of the dinosaur was move rocks around. So I I don't know. Yeah, and and their and their boss, Fred's boss's name was Mister Slate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was always getting mad at them about something? Oh my gosh, was always he, off for it. Yeah, because he, he and he and uh, Barney used to always be getting in trouble, you know, all the time. That's why uh, Fred used to always be calling Wilma <laughs> to get his behind out of trouble. It was so funny. Yeah. Well, thanks for that that uh, memory down going down memory lane. I appreciate that. Always mm-hmm. good to have, always good to have some, some laughter and things in, in the broadcast. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, Reginald, we are talking about commitment and is it really important as its meaning? So let's start off with talking about commitment, Reginald. Let's, let me just ask you, is it really important as its meaning? <laughs> I, I think it is if you, I, I, I put commitment and success uh, hand in hand. Um, if if you want to be successful, you have to be committed to whatever it is that you're that you're doing. Uh, if a kid wants to be successful in school, they have to be committed to attending school every day, studying, doing their homework, paying attention. Uh, if an athlete wants to be successful in his or her endeavor, whatever sport that is, uh, you know, they have to be committed, uh, work out, eat right, you know, all of those things. If a mm-hmm. worker wants to be successful, they have to be uh, committed to whatever profession that is, be it uh, a doctor, carpenter, plumber, teacher, uh, whatever, and that commitment is going to trainings, continuing to learn, uh, continuing to learn from your clients, um, and that client being, uh, you know, if you're a plumber, you have clients, you will be committed to your, your clients and respectful to them. So I put uh, those two words hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And while you were talking, you know, that was very good. I came up with successful equal commitment and commitment equals success. You know, so 
I think I think that is very good. And people do need to be committed. Um, so now so many people start off doing something, you know, Reginald, and oftentimes they lose interest in what it is they set out to do. You know, we see this happening a lot, you know, in society. So why do you think people don't commit? Is it the possibility, Reginald, of failure? You know, is like failure a factor, you know, in their equation, you know, for some people before they, you know, even before they get started, they'll think it out and then they'll already diffuse it like, oh, no, I know I'll probably fail at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think it's it's fear. It could be fear of failure. Uh, it could be getting uh, 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 lazy. It could be getting, uh, oh, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, you know, once you get used to something, you know, you're not just putting in the effort anymore, you know. Uh, I lose your interest. I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, lose, lose your interest, but that's kind of not the word I was looking for, but that's yeah. basically it. Um, mm-hmm. So, but but also, you know, what I tell a lot of my clients, fear can be a huge motivator. Fear can be, uh, fear can take you down or fear can help, um, you know, push you forward. So, um, and, and we talk about this a lot. There's times when, you know, you say, boy, this restaurant's food isn't as good as it used to be. Remember when they first opened up and, boy, they had great food and now, you know, 10 years later, their food isn't that great or mm-hmm. a company, their product, you know, is no longer any good anymore. Uh, uh, complacent is the word I was looking for. Complacent, uh, okay. Before things get, get complacent and, mm-hmm. you know, being complacent, um, uh, you know, could be dangerous because any athlete who gets complacent, he finds him or herself out the door. Uh, any worker or student that gets complacent, uh, those grades aren't going to be that great. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, being complacent could be a, a big factor, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I as during my research, you know, I came across this article, Reginald, is by uh, written by Douglas V. Vermeeren. His last name is spelled V E M V E R M E W E R E N, and it's titled "Why People Fail to Achieve Their Goals." Now, as I'm reading this article, Reginald, I have noted that this author um, makes some very good points. He has 10 of them, and he eloquently talks about the reasons why people do not commit, you know, like, for example, like lacking commitment of marriage, which I'm certain is one of the main reasons, you know, the divorce rate is so high in this country, you know, um, so they, you know, they can grow to be, you know, kind and, you know, you know, then then they're they're all kind and everything in the marriage. And then it's like they they lose interest and commitment and, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, I, you know, I need to go on to the next best thing. So they think, you know, and then, you know, people, you know, having children and not committing yourself to their needs, you know, of making sure that they, you know, grow to be loving law abiding citizens. You know, people start college and don't finish, you know, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Rachel, the list goes on. So the number one reason, Rachel, that this author, this author says that people do not commit is because of fear of success and or failure, which is what we talked about a few seconds ago. Now, he says that some people are afraid they will fail or even worse, that they may actually succeed. As such, they don't even bother trying to attain a goal. Such people lack belief in themselves and in their potential. In their mind, they fail. Everyone, you know, will think negative of them. And if they succeed, 
people will be envious and think negative of, you know, think negative of them as well. So it becomes a lose lose situation, no matter how they look at it. But but realize that you can't achieve anything you set your mind to believe in yourself and your abilities and others will, too. Wow. Now, this is definitely Reginald relational to my broadcast that aired title every everybody is gifted but most people never open their package now that was a quote from Wolf, Wolfgang Ryby so according to this author original fear and just being afraid plays a great part in holding people back from their achievements in life now of course Reginald we you know have to know that we do allow fear to play its role in our lives you know correct you know it's like you know, what's what's this all about saying Dion Warwick original, you know, like people allowing fear, you know, to to dictate to them and also the concern what your friends say, you know, social media friends think about what you are wanting to do in your life. You know, original, why even you know, why even share what you want to do in life? Like Daddy said, do your thing and don't talk about it until the ink is dry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of people um you know, are are uh, so wrapped up in what their friends would say or what people in general would say. And and we have to have that um, mindset that, look, it doesn't matter what anyone says. This is what I'm going to do. I was speaking with um, a kid last week, and I was, you know, talking to him and talking to his grandmother. We were, you know, discussing some things. So we were at, at, at the grocery store. I was talking to this kid. And, uh, you know, he got a new haircut and, you know, you say, well, I'm not sure what my friends are going to think about this, you know. And so he mm-hmm. and I had a dialogue on what does it matter? You care what your friends think. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to be concerned about what you think. You and your friends are, yeah, that's great, your friends, but you're individuals. You know, just because mm-hmm. your friends don't mean that you're joined at the hip and he is going to like or she is going to like everything that, that you like. Mm-hmm. So, so it's having that individuality too, and also uh, fear of failure is a big motivating factor where people don't move forward. Uh, and but also, as I said before, and I always say to people and my clients, fear can be a huge motivating factor as well. I know fear has been a huge motivating factor for for me um, mm-hmm. uh, to move forward in in my life. So, so so it's how you use. Um, um, those things. And, well, you know, the Bible says that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and love. Uh, so when mm-hmm. fear comes in, we have to fight against it. We have to move forward. Uh, and, yeah, a lot of people do have, uh, you know, fear of, of success. So so it's mm-hmm. knowing and learning how to deal with, with those emotions. Exactly. You know, that reminds me of something that you and I talked about, you know, Katy Perry she said in a uh, recent interview that, you know, she cut her hair because, you know, her social media followers said that they didn't like her hairstyle. I mean, really? I mean, so she's letting them drive, drive her life. You know, I don't think that she's really happy with her hairstyle as she was, you know, in the interview. And um, I was listening to her and why, and looking at her, you know, and I'm like, you know, I don't think that she's really even happy with her hairstyle. You know, she's and then she's changed her whole style of dress. And, you know, she's a phenomenal singer. She's so God gifted, talented, you know. And um, so I, you know, I want to see her, you know, come out of this 
this this you know the, this all of this hair she got going on different colors you know and her manner of dress and everything like that you know i i just think that she's finding her way like you know like a lot of us you know i really like katie perry and so now Reginald, knowing this what we're saying you know that fear is a driver it can be a driver in our life Reginald. what are a couple of things people can do to overcome their fear you know you know, and so that's, you know, that's destroying their commitment for attaining their dreams or goals, let's say, you know, like recognition is probably one of them, right? Yeah. Well, one of the things I, I think what people can do is, is, is study someone in history or find someone to mentor you or someone that you can admire who have gone through adversity and have overcome that adversity. Uh, uh-huh. We all have adversity in, in life. I mean, it, it, it's going to come, uh, if we like it or not. It, it's going to it's going to be there. Uh, and and uh, are a lot of adversities easy? Uh, heck no. Just some of the ones that I've been through in my life, they they were not easy. They were not pleasant. Uh, uh-huh. But you have to. But I've looked at the other people who have dealt with the same situations that I was dealing with, and uh-huh. have come out of it. And I look. Uh, I use them as a motivating factor, um, mm-hmm. be it someone in history or be it someone that I that I met through work, school, um, uh, at the gas station, you know, what, whatever, who have had a similar situation and they have overcome it. So, and I thought, well, listen, if they can overcome that, I I can too. Too so exactly finding those motivating things and factors that uh, um, that are that are important. So, you have to say mm-hmm. those. Those adversities are, are, are going to come in life, but we yeah. have to, um, you know, have the wherewithal to to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And knowing that you're okay, you know, and just just take a deep breath, like you say. All right, Reginald, the number two um, item that um, Mr. Vermeer and states is lack of understanding about the goal setting process. He says that. Many people mistakenly believe that goal setting simply means putting a goal on paper, setting a date for completion, marking off checkpoints as they occur, and then starting all over again. Such a mentality hinders people from success because a goal isn't a one-time thing that you eventually scratch off a list. Setting a goal is really about changing yourself for the long term. Goals aren't short-term, quick-fix things. They are fixed and immovable destinations that show the world who you want to become or what you want to achieve. Homework, homework, homework equals understanding is a must when you are committing yourself to something, Reginald. Making certain that you understand what the needs are for your goals so you are not spinning in the same spot. I honestly think, you know, Reginald and my listeners, that a lot of people go into achieving a goal Without thoughts of, well, I'm going to do this, you know, you know, with thoughts of, well, I'm going to do this quickly, you know, it's a piece of cake, you know, not putting a lot of thought into it as they really think that this task, you know, is easy to do. They do not realize that sacrifice, time, money, research and dedication. Oh, there's another good word, Rachel, dedication. There is another, you know, that is that all of these are a factor in, you know, in getting your goal sets, you know, you know, it, it, it's, it's huge, you know, the art of commitment, you know, don't you agree with that, Reginald? The art of humi- commitment is, is huge. 
Oh, sure, sure it is. Um, uh, I, I also believe that short-term goals are just as important as long-term goals. I think that mm-hmm. we should have short-term goals along with our long-term goals because by achieving those short-term goals, that gives people the the, 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 the energy to move forward to continue the long-term goal. You know, if someone mm-hmm. is dealing with, with an addiction and, you know, they're uh, they don't use for today. Okay, that that's a long. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great goal. Now we can look at um, can you stay sober for the next week? You know, before we can look at before they can look at staying sober for six months or a year, they have to stay sober with staying. Uh, look at staying sober for a day, for an hour, mm-hmm. <laughs> for a half yeah. hour. Mm-hmm. So, so those short term goals are are just as important. Um, mm-hmm. One thing about parenting, um, I just want to say this right quick. Um, people have a tendency to um, uh, want to push their kids off on, uh, say, a therapist when they bring him, him or her into into the office. Mm-hmm. And I know this this is a little off the off the subject, but I want to touch on this from what we we're talking about. Sure, earlier. sure. You know, start, uh-huh. start commitment. And I think the biggest commitment, one of the biggest, there are a lot of commitments, but one of the biggest commitments in this life is being a good parent. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and and not, okay, you go into the office and you talk with Reg and I'll sit out here, no, you're coming in too, uh, which mm-hmm. is what I had to tell someone yesterday. No, you're not going to drop him off. He's 15. You're going to come in because this is a family issue. So, mm-hmm. so being committed as a parent. And that's a lifelong thing. Uh, it's oh, a yeah. It's a lifelong thing. It doesn't stop when you're 18. It doesn't stop when you're 19. If anything, it, it pumps up when you're 19 and 20. Uh, mm. So a lot of people ask me, well, Reg, you don't have kids. How how would you know this? Um, you know, you don't have to jump off a 30-story building and know you're going to go splat to know that you shouldn't do that. Um, so just because uh, the answer to that, because I don't have children, doesn't mean that I'm not aware of this. I've been working in this business for a long time, and, you know, I've had mm-hmm. two, two uh, nephews that I loved, and I was there as they were um, growing up. So uh, so I just wanted to touch on that right quick, you know, as far as being committed uh, to, to to parenthood and, and being committed to your marriage as well. That's, that's oh, absolutely important to me. <clears throat> you know, it takes parenting takes work, marriage takes work, but it can be fun. It can be mm-hmm. it can be a fun thing. You know, in, enjoy the ride, enjoy as you're going through. You know, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be anything bad or wicked. See it as fun. Exactly. Well, you know, the thing and um, I, I totally agree with you and I thank you for saying that because it's, it's fine. We can, you know, mix and, you know, mix some um, things up, but but it's all relational. It's all relational to the topic commitment. And and it is, you know, it is bad that people do not commit. And one other thing to their children and one other thing, you know, with parenting is like um, I, I believe that a lot of the health issues that children are facing now is because parents, and I've said this before, they, you know, uh, they don't have the, the sit down at the table, you know, dinners and things anymore, Reginald. They're not cooking healthy um, meals. You know, that's not all of them, but it's a good number of them. And um, they don't sit down and they don't have these conversations with their children 
Um, they don't, you know, they don't really look at their child, listen to their child. If a, if a lot of uh, more parents did that, then they would know that their child is unhappy in some aspect of their school um, um, or they don't like that school. They're, they may be struggling in some um, subject and or they may be bullied. You know, you, you never know, you know, or they just may not be feeling well. You know, so don't be sending them off to McDonald's. And I know that they're, you know, McDonald's and all these other fast food restaurants are saying we have healthier choices. You know, I understand it may be okay sometimes, but have a sit down dinner and, um, you know, a conversation, you know, with, you know, with their, their children. And then Reginald, I also agree, you know, about short term goals and long term goals because having managed projects, being a project manager for all of you guys out there who are project managers, you know that we need to reach our short term goals before we can even reach the long term goals before we're all done with everything because you're supposed to have a calendar of events of things that you want to reach in order so that you can go on to the next thing. So when you're successful with getting this done, okay, now I can go on and, you know, you know, do this and do, you know, do the next thing so that you can, you know, have a successful project, you know? So, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to kind of throw that in as well. Okay. The next, the next, yeah, the next one is lack of commitment um, to the goal. This is the guy's number three thing. He says, even though people state they want to achieve a certain goal, in truth, they're really not committed to it. (laughs) I've known a lot of people who are like that. Because of this lack of commitment, they don't give the act of goal attainment their full effort. As with anything in life, if you don't give it your all, you receive mediocre results. Commitment is crucial for attaining any goal. Now, as you all have heard me say numerous of times on my show, time is our most precious commodity. Do not waste it. Treat it with kid gloves. Okay. Um, isn't lack of commitment a time waste original where people will start on something, you know, and then they'll fizzle out like a balloon that's lost air and it's just going like <laughs> through the wind. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they start, you know, gangbusters and then, you know, just kind of, eh, you know, kind of peter out uh, because they weren't committed to that goal in the first place. So mm-hmm. if you're committed to that goal, uh, you know, you're going to do what's necessary to, to uh, complete that goal. Um, during mm-hmm. an interview, someone asked Thomas Edison, they said, well, you tried this certain thing 2,000 times and it didn't work. Uh, he says, Edison said, well, yeah, I know that's 2,000 things that don't work, but there's some other things that I know that can. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, that's commitment. and That's the kind of um, uh, bulldog attitude we have to have if we want to commit, uh, if we're committed to that goal and to achieving that goal. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Reginald, I also believe in that mix is that a lot of people, they, they set out to do a goal, okay? Mm-hmm. And then as they're going along, they find out, what, I, I really need to research this? I, I actually have to go to the library. I got to spend time researching on the Internet. I need to go and talk to people. Uh, and then it starts fizzing out. You know, it's like, oh, wow, you know, this is a lot of work, you know, to 
to open up a McDonald's or a UPS store or or get my um you know masters in um in in technology or or whatever you know then they ah you know because they people far too often Reginald look at other people all right and a lot of this is the jealousy factor too that will kick in oh I can do this you know I I can do that now this may sound a little foo foo but I'm going to say it um. When you when you see people um, on some of these shows like So You Think You Can Dance, you get a lot of these people. They never attended any professional training like the Juilliard School of Dance or any of the other, um, you know, dance um, institutions out here. And they just figure, you know, well, they can dance because they go to the club and or whatever reason they figure, OK, I can do that. They're not knowing that just so you think you can dance required you to know more than just hip hop. They, you need to know ballroom. You need to know Latina style of dancing. And so then when they go there and they, let's say they make it through to, um, get with one of the professional dancers and then they, you, you know, in the interview, they go, Oh, wow. I didn't know that I had to do all of this. Well, you know, that stems from you were looking at the television, obviously, and you decided, well, I'm going to go after this. And then you get there and you see that it's more than me. See, you know what I mean, Reginald? Oh yeah, it's 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 work, you know, and and some people don't understand that, um, you know, you see people who have gone to you know ballet school and you know different things like that. They're you know they're taking a little piece of everything, and mm-hmm. you know which is which is such a good idea. And yeah, those are the people, unfortunately, who don't, uh, you know, they watch television and they think, well, yeah, I can I can do that too, but. If you're not going to put the commitment in, if you're not dedicated to that, it, it's not going to work. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Trump said something a few months ago regarding uh, the, the Affordable Care Act, which is, uh, you know, really kind of ridiculous in my opinion. He said, you know, if they were trying to repeal, repeal it, no one knew that it would be this difficult. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What? You know, so 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 that was my that's my response to that. What exactly? Mm-hmm. What, what makes you think? Well, what, what do you mean? No one knew. To, no, President Obama knew. He worked on this for for over two years. Exactly. So, so you know, people who think that you can just come in and with a magic wand and you know do this because you know we do live in a in a fast food society, in a microwave society where people think, especially, you know, some of the younger people think that it's, it's, it's easy. It can just happen. I want it like yesterday mm-hmm. and not being willing and able to put that time and commitment and dedication in a certain goal. And, and that's what, that's what you need to do. Be whatever goal that you want to achieve. Exactly. And I want to piggyback on what you said about, uh, about Trump and this, this also, I have seen this also, um, you know, unfold in my lifetime on other things, not just the ACA Act, but let's, let's, you know, I'm going to piggyback on that. From a spiritual point of view, okay, <laughs> from a spiritual point of view, people don't realize, you know, whatever you want to think, but there is a God, okay, and um, some things just aren't meant to dismantle. Okay, some things just aren't meant to dismantle. And, excuse me, 
And if he is the the the, the smart and he says uh, he believes in God, whatever uh, person that he is, then, you know, and oftentimes too, Reginald, if you're going at something and it's, and it's just not, it's just not going the, you know, the right way. There's so many obstacles, you know, in your way for doing this, you know, like, uh, so you think you could dance. All these obstacles are in front of you. Um, and it is just not going. So don't you think that it's, it's time? Okay. Uh, I need to move on. You know, it's just not going to happen. You know, I need to I need to be doing something else. And that that also falls true with, you know, with him and his administration. You know, you need to go on and do something else. This is just not going to happen. You know, you want to put all these people off of off of insurance. They have no insurance, but you got insurance, but they're not going to have any insurance. People are just, you know, whatever. I don't want to get off on him. That's a look, look, Rachel, that's a whole nother subject going on here. OK, uh, uh, yes, it is. Oh, with him, him and that uh, Kim Jong Un, the both of them are two clip clop uh-huh. heads. I like to take the both of them and bash their heads together, and you know, it's just crazy how they how they're acting. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So now, um, the, uh, let's move on to number four and five, which he says inactivity is number four. You know, people will will start a goal, Reginald, and it's just sitting there. It's, it's, it's collecting dust and analysis paralysis is number five. I like that. Um, you know, analysis paralysis. You weren't doing anything about it. You're not doing any uh, analytical work towards your goal. You're just it's just sitting there and you're just probably beating your gums, telling people, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to uh, do this. But, you're in, you know, in, in actuality, you really aren't aren't doing anything, you know, about it. Number six is. Lack of a real destination. Okay. He says that people often begin setting goals without a solid destination of who they want to become or what they ultimately want to achieve. But if you don't have a destination in mind, then you'll never know which road to take to get where you want or need to go. Now, Reginald, I am sure that as you are dealing with your clients, you know, in the mental health arena, you set up a destination for where you want them to be and or you ask them also where is it that they want to be. And I'm sure you discuss this with them as well in depth. Now, it's important to know where you want to go and where you want to ultimately end up, Reginald. Isn't that not correct? Oh, absolutely, because if if not, you're all over the place. It's, you know, it's like getting on the expressway and just I'm just going to go somewhere. Where, where, where are you going? Going. You can mm-hmm. go north, south, east, and west. You can end up in New York. You can end up in Texas and North Dakota. You know, okay, if you're just out driving, okay, fine. But what's what's your destination? So if you have a destination, you know, you need a road map of, of mm-hmm. how you're going to get there, some kind of GPS system of how you're going to get there. And what I like to talk about with people is that, you know, what GPS system are you going to use to get to where you want to go? Uh, mm-hmm. Be it whatever goal, if it's a daily goal, if it's a goal for, 20, for the next 24 hours or the next 24 days or the next two or three years, you know, how... Mm-hmm. You want to set that goal up. 
how mm-hmm. you want to do it. And um, and it's nothing like um, having someone do that for themselves. You, as a therapist, I believe in, as a therapist, you facilitate. And, and you just kind of facilitate as that person decides what they want to do, how they want to do it, and how and how to get there. So just with goals, I mean, let's let's, let's take parenting. Um, I, I I kind of see parenting as a facilitator as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when they're teenagers, you know, they're they're getting older and they're you know trying to try out their independence and all of that. And okay, that's fine. So you give them some leeway, but also mm-hmm. you keep them on the path. You're that you're that security blanket. If, okay, if this doesn't work, okay, you know you're like the guardrail. If they you know try and fall off or come off the road, the guardrail is there to you know put you back on on the road. Uh, so as the parent, you're you're that guardrail. If they kind of wander off, woo, you push them you push them back on. Mm-hmm. And as you said, this is throughout their life. I don't care if they're 30, 30, 40 years of age. It's still, you know, whether you want to hear this or not, I'm going to tell you, you know, you're all path and so forth and so on. You know, so, yeah, a lot of people don't want to do that, Reginald, as we know, because it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? But see, here, here's the whole thing. I want to say this, too. If you're setting a goal, a, a goal and you want to achieve things, you know, there's a lot of factors to be. Uh, recognized because remember I talked about recognition um, earlier. If you do not have want to put in the time and and effort in whatever it is that you want to do, if you don't feel that you will have the stamina, and when you start feeling yourself petering out, if you don't feel that you know you're going to rest and go at it again, then don't even bother. <laughs> don't even bother. You're, you know you're wasting. You're wasting your time. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? You just, it's like, okay, like, you know, right, really, you know, and, and a lot of times too, and like using the roadmap to get into wherever it is that you want to go, you know, a lot of times while we're on this road, we may, we may need to back up and get on another road <laughs> to take us to where we, to where we need to go. It's like, you know, project management. Okay. This isn't working. So we need to, you know, get off this word, this road and try this so that we can get to our ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Now, number. Yeah. You know, number seven is failing to plan. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. kind of what I said a few minutes ago. Now, mm-hmm. really, listeners. And, you know, come on, Reginald, if you have no plan, do not even bother wasting the time. You know, I, I I've known so many people who have started something and okay, where's your plan? They don't have a plan. They don't have anything written down. Look, they don't have anything written down. They don't have anything, you know, if, if you're on the end, you know, uh, do a, a, a get on your word in your, uh, um, on your computer program and, and write down a list of achievements and what needs to be done. And then you have to go back and tweak these things. But Reginald, you know, have you ever, uh, you know, run into an individual like, you know, they're, I'm going to do something, and they don't have any type of planning mechanism set. Oh, ab- absolutely, and uh, kind of goes back to what you were saying before on on uh, the program. So you think you can dance? Um, so okay, sometimes these people come to to that program, and, and I personally don't watch the program. Um, I, 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 I don't think I've ever seen it, uh, so maybe I'll tune in one of these days. And mm-hmm. um, you know, they they really haven't. 
plan on how they're going to do this, that, okay, I'll go to this, this program and, you know, maybe I'll get on the program and just kind of do this and see what happens. No, no. What is your plan? What is your plan if you win? What if you, what is your plan if you don't win? You know, are you going to use that to put on your resume, uh, you know, as you're trying to get into a school or, or, or a different job or things like that? You know, you're using that as a, as, as a way to build your resume. You know, so, so there's so many ways you can, you can, you can do that. Uh, but you're right. People don't, they, they, they fail to plan. And that could be one of the biggest obstacles of, of achieving our success. Exactly. You Mm -hmm. have, you have to plan. Even for a student, even as, and I've been talking to a lot of students the past couple of weeks as they're, you know, going back to school or back in school, you know, things like that. How do you plan on being successful this year? What are you mm-hmm. going to do differently from last year? What are you going to do uh, as far as completing all of your assignments? Um, some parents and I were talking about, okay, this phone needs to be off by 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. This phone needs to be, you know, given to me. You know, so so that's the plan. That's, mm-hmm. that's the plan, you know. You give up this phone. You get in bed at a certain amount of time so you can uh, uh, have enough rest for the next school day. You know, all of that is a plan to be successful. But if mm-hmm. you're kind of willy-nilly out there, just, you know, whatever, yeah, you'll just be that kind of willy-nilly out there. There, exactly. You know, planning is, is so, so crucial to obtaining your goals. I'm telling you, it's very, very crucial. Crucial. Now, number eight is having too many goals. I'm going to kind of speed it up here. Number um, eight is having too many goals. This is where, you know, I feel, Reginald, a business coach or a therapist, you know, uh, like such as yourself or a person who has been successful in business, for example, who can be of assistance to you as you need to sort out your thoughts, you know, so just don't waste the time, you know, having too many goals. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I want to do, you know, I want to be a baker. I want to be a, an architect. I want to, blah, 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 you know, so you need to, you know, sort out your goals. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Oh yeah. Yep. Sort sort them out. That's, that's very important. That's, that's part mm-hmm. of the important process. Yeah. Oh yeah. Number nine, he says is feeling unworthy of the end results. Now, he says some people really don't believe they're worthy of attaining the goal. As such, they uh, self-sabotage themselves. Okay, perhaps they suddenly walk away from the key contact who will help them with their goal or they neglect to do a a critical activity that will enable them to achieve their goal. Now, people who feel unworthy usually lack self-confidence and confidence is the keystone, (coughs) excuse me, to goal attainment. Now, let's, you know, let's take maybe about a minute because I got about five minutes, Reginald, and talk about this one. Do people on purpose sabotage themselves, as this author is saying, so they can say, well, at least I tried. You know, I I, I did give it a try, but I just failed at it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I've, I've seen that uh, a lot with, with the, the business that I'm in, self-sabotage. And, uh, you know, some people will self-sabotage. Uh, prior to even putting forth the effort because this is a way of not uh, trying uh, in case they fail. So before mm-hmm. they even put forth the effort, 
they'll self-sabotage so they can't even begin the project, whatever that project is. Yeah, and then, you know, they'll say, okay, well, people say, okay, well, you know, well, he did, you know, he did give it the, you know, the, the you know, the, the old try there, the old college try, as some people say, it, and, and he just wasn't able, you know, he just wasn't able to do it. You know, it's like, yeah, right, you know, <laughs> Yeah, we, we know what a lot of that, a lot of that is about. Now, on the other hand, uh, Reginald, some people do give it their best effort. And this is when, you know, a business coach, a therapist, or someone who's been successful in business, you know, can, um, you know, help them sort it out and make sure that maybe this is not the right thing for you to do. Maybe you need to be seeking something else. So who knows? Number 10 yep. says lack of, yeah. Number 10 says lack of motivation to change. Finally, many people are simply satisfied with what they have and where they are in life. Okay, that's fine. We're not we're not talking to you. We're not talking to you guys. Okay, if you guys are out there satisfied with what you're doing, God bless you. Okay, we're talking to people who are you know are you know about commitment and they're you know they're wanting to obtain you know something you know want to do something more. As such, Reginald, they don't explore what else is available or what greater things they could achieve. Research tells us that there are only two motivating factors that cause people to change, pain and pleasure. Now, even if someone is feeling pain in a situation, that pain may not be great enough or he or she is simultaneously receiving ample pleasure so the person doesn't strive for more. Change and goal attainment only happen when you're ready to break the status quo listeners and truly wants something better in life. Now, know this, listeners, no one can change you. You know, you cannot change someone if they don't want to change, and you cannot, you know, it, 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 and, and likewise, you know, you've got to be the one who wants to change. You cannot, you know, I said this before, you cannot change a person no more than you can throw them for a field goal across the street. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? No, oh, ab- absolutely. And, um, it, it has to come from within um, uh, to to change or to meet a goal or to start something or or to stop something. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it it has to uh, you know again it makes that it takes that commitment it takes the desire and then it takes the commitment. A lot of people have the desire to start something or or mm-hmm. stop something, um, mm-hmm. but are you going to be committed to stop or starting that that project? Exactly. Exactly. Commitment just keeps being the ultimate word here. It just keeps being the ultimate word, you know, and, um, and you know, and I, you know, I'm running out of time. I have maybe about a, you know, a couple of minutes left. But, you know, I hope that, you know, the listeners got um, some some good uh, bullet points out of this talk, Reginald, because commitment, it really is important, you know, um, as its meaning. Um, that was a question that I uh, put out there um, as the subject of my of my talk, you know, because I like for people to just to think, you know, I like for them to think deep and succinctly, you know, in, in what it is that they're what it is that they're doing, you know. So um, I thought it was a good talk. And Reginald, I enjoy you being on my show. You know, I, I love your your feedback and your commentary is, is fabulous. And I know my listeners um out there to do as well. If we could hear them applauding, you know, we would we would hear that. And I want to say to my listeners, thank you for tuning in um, with me. I truly appreciate your time. And I, I will be back to speak 
to you on another edifying topic on the 24th of August. And I want to say be safe out there, Reginald, in all of your endeavors. I'm wishing the same thing for myself and my family. And I wish it for all of you who are listening to me. And be kind to yourself and one another. And have a blessed day.